0: Well, welcome to the Toddcast. Uh, thank you very much for being here. Hey, you could do us a huge favor. Tell somebody about the show. Tell them about the Toddcast. That's huge. Here's the, <laughs> here's,
1: here's the problem. We are in the presence of greatness here. Yeah. We're, we're not worthy to be in your Todd, office as actor, posters. Director. No. We're nervous, man. Todd, don't Rob be nervous. Reiner.
2: But <laughs> listening to what you've been able to accomplish, do you think you can loan me a few dollars? Dude,
1: no problem. Okay. No problem, Rob. Very.
2: you sound like do you you're watch do you huh? ever watch Gold Rush, I Rob? did. I have watched Gold Rush. Isn't it and, amazing? <laughs> and, and let me ask you, when you show those things with the with the river, the, the yellow in there, you put that yellow in there to make yeah. me think there's more gold yeah, there than there
1: really is. Rob, we're trying to get... I understand. As, you know, it takes millions of those little tiny flakes. Yeah, to make... To make it worth it, to, to actually pay your bills. Right. You got big equipment, you got fuel... But you know, people don't realize that there's gold in your cell phone. There's gold in don't say you know, that. different parts don't. in your in your car. <laughs> there's gold the in them bar cell phones. I, yeah,
0: I can see people start tearing their stuff apart right now, yeah. looking for the gold. They're start yeah. digging in their backyard. So Todd
1: said, I, I just you know, being in Rob Reiner's office, I'm looking at all these posters. I'm seeing movies that I watched, you know, years ago, and some were recent, but the different emotions, and I don't know. This is just amazing to be here. Um, number one, I'm thankful that you even let us in here. Well, are you kidding so, me? I, I, you 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 speak for the for the
0: country. you 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 know. I'm I got a little niche. You got the a whole little world. niche. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm sure there's something in here valuable that I can steal on the way out. Yeah, let me see what
2: we got. Well, <laughs> yeah. oh, you see the typewriter over there. That typewriter. Yeah. That was the typewriter we used in misery. Was remember it really? He, he, oh, he typed on gosh. that, and he remember he hit her over the head with the typewriter? Yeah. That was that typewriter.
1: Okay, so in misery, I'm watching it, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. How is he ever going to get out of here? Yeah. But when she put the block oh, boy. in between his feet and hit him with a sledge freaking hammer.
2: Yeah. Yeah, oh that, my that, gosh. That, that, that had to leave a mark. Whose idea was that? Well, in the book, oddly enough, she actually, with an ax... Chops the foot off. off. And so we That'll wanted, mark. not that we didn't <laughs> mind being gory, but we wanted to be able to say yeah. that he emerges from this whole experience at least intact.
0: Oh, Breaking the ankles amazing. like that is much Breaking better. Breaking the ankles is pretty bad. Oh, it's even pretty more good. gruesome, oh, actually. Yeah.
1: I just remember watching that going, oh, my God.
0: And I got to ask, I got to ask you a little yeah. bit about Princess Bride. I yeah. mean, I, we were talking earlier. I think I've seen that movie at least 50 times. Yeah. What I've, a fantastic movie. Well, thank you. Thank I Listen,
2: I love the fact that there are kids. I was saying that there are kids that are seven, eight, nine years old that oh, have yeah. saw it when they first. And now they're adults and they're showing their kids <laughs> who are seven, wow. and eight.
0: What did you have to do to get Andre the Giant on the show?
2: Well, first <laughs> of all, you know, uh, uh, Bill Goldman said, hey, Andre the Giant, he'd be perfect for the film. And I said, of course, you know, I mean, he's, you know, famous wrestler, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and it wasn't like we had a lot of choices. It's not like you throw a stick and 50 Giants show up.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's basically,
2: <laughs> you've got Andre the Giant. If we don't get Andre, we probably don't make the film.
1: Dude, Andre was just, I don't know, he was just, like, iconic to us. We kind of grew up on wrestling and.
0: He came to Portland was, a couple of he times. Did. He did. It Portland was a big deal in our neighborhood. Well, he, oh, yeah.
2: he, he was initially a good guy. And then towards the end of his career they made him into a bad guy and he hated yeah. that. Yeah. He hated being oh, yeah. the bad guy because in reality he really was a good guy. He was so sweet, yeah. nicest guy in the world. But the man could drink a little bit.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. He could drink a little
2: <laughs> bit. One day he comes to work and I say, "Andre, what did you do last night?" He said, "Well, I went to the bar. I had a couple of drinks, boss." I said, well, "What do you what do you drink? What do you well, like what?" He said, "You know, I had uh, six bottles of wine, three bottles of cognac." I Holy smokes! I said, "Well, you must have been drunk." He said, "No, no, I don't get drunk. A little tipsy, but that's it. <laughs> Really? Yeah.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, he drank a lot.
1: He drank a lot. That's awesome.
0: Now you had Jeez. said that you watched Todd's show. Yeah. Do you do you think there would ever be a time where you'd want to go up there with him and do some gold mining? I
2: I, I don't know if it's, it's gold. <laughs> I just like being in that in that atmosphere. I love. I mean every. Uh, you're in Colorado, you say? Yeah, I go to, up yeah. to Idaho every Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, in the mountains. There, I love being in the mountains in the snow, and uh, that I love. That I love doing. It's pretty cool. I, I mean, mean, if you find gold on top of it, it's a yeah. little extra, you we know. I need to
1: get you out there panning. I taught Harry Connick Jr. out of pan gold oh, last yeah. year. So did he, did he get anything? Did he find yeah, anything? He did, but, I mean, he's panning, and you just, I mean, you're, you know, I'm on his show with him, and. Yeah. I mean, it was like Beauty and the Beast. I mean, he had manicured fingernails. Really? And, oh, Harry? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Harry yeah. from New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, but he is like, uh, he's the coolest guy, man. That yes. was just, that was fun, man. Yeah. Like, he's a, yeah. he he's a really you. cool guy. He's, like, he's a fun guy. He, he did all the music for When Harry
2: Met Sally. Oh, you're kidding. Harry, Harry, Harry Connick. That was, oh, got his wow. start. Awesome. Yeah, he sang
1: all and played piano and wow, sang dude, all the he's songs. He's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about Stand By Me. Tell me about that movie. Obviously, everybody's seen it. Tell me, what was that like? That
2: was, to me, the most important film I made. And to this day, I mean, you know, I look at it as the one that means the most to me. Why? Well, because it was the first time I made a movie that really reflected my personality, my sensibility. It had a kind of, it was funny, but it had some melancholy to it. I said it in 1959 when I was 12 years old, and I had that feeling of friendship with, with friends, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and I got a lot of strength from that. So it, it meant a lot to me. Yeah, wow. and
0: kids these days, they could never go do something like that. We would never allow our kids to just take off and go somewhere overnight. I well, mean, I
2: mean, then not only that,
1: but, the, you know, to be away from their phones for yeah. a half an hour, you, yeah. know, <laughs> you know. Speaking of phones, what do we do? We're raising kids. Um, they're all buried in their phones. As a father, I mean, it worries me that they're just going to be buried in their phones and they're not going to develop these interpersonal relationships and how to yeah, interact. That, that I don't know. What do what it, you got any advice on that? Well,
2: it does scare me a little bit. I, I thought, you know, the technology is great and it's made life uh, better in some ways, but I always thought it would drive people apart, you know, because we all get it in is. our little worlds, you know, we're in our, you know, and, and, and it's like that with entertainment. Everything is kind of, geared towards this niche thing of what you're doing. I mean, if you look at the media, you know, and people are in their silos, they don't listen to the other side. They only listen to their side. So they only get fed a certain point of view, you know? Mm -hmm. Hard to break through and reach out. I mean, the whole idea is that we're all one. I mean, aren't we? I mean, we're all part of the same deal. So we got to connect with each other. The only way we're going to connect with each other is to kind of look at each other in the face and not right. say yeah. I'm going to be in my little, you know, little silo. Well, well and, and even on the
0: news now, I mean, what somebody's tweeted becomes part of the news. Yeah. And so many places that you work for now, your presence in social media and how well and how good you are at that can have a lot to do with what you do for that company.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we're no, locked I, in. I, I, listen, I, I know. And, and, and what's scary is that if you like a certain point of view, which is fine you never hear the other point of view because you're only listening to that one thing. Yeah. And and advertisers target for that. Uh, you know, they, the content people target for that. Uh, news, political mm-hmm. ads, they all target towards that. And so very hard to get people to see beyond the end of their noses.
1: Tough business. What, what was it like working with... Working on All in the Family. Because we watched that. We laughed so hard when yeah. Michael Stivic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we, we had these What spikes. was that like? I it mean, was the
2: greatest experience for me. 71, to, 71 78. to 78. 71 to 78, yeah. We were there for eight years, and uh, it, it was the greatest experience. I mean, first of all, for a young guy to be uh, a part of a show that was so cutting edge and to be doing it in front of a live audience every week. Wow. And so you're here. Now, think about this for a second. If you wanted to watch All in the Family, you had to watch. There was no TiVo, there was no DVR. You were there. You had to watch it when it was on. That means that Mm -hmm. you, along with 40 million other people, because that's the audience we had, we were a country of 200 million at the time, you had a shared experience. 40 million people had a shared experience, and then you talked about it, you know, and you were part of the conversation. Now we're a country of 320 million people. And if you, you know, like your show, I don't yeah. know, you do a couple million or do three million? I don't know. How many people, we do, how we'll many do people like will watch? we like, same day, we'll do three million. But, right, I mean, around the world,
1: it's, it's,
2: it's huge, you know? But, but the point is, on that day, yeah, 3 million, three million people, that's a big hit.
1: You were 40. That's a big
2: hit. You were at 40. And if you can get, like, on a wow. network of 10 million or 15 million people in a... And and you don't all watch it on the same day. Wow. Yeah. So you're watching it at the time you want to see it. So you know if you're watching a stream show with a lot of episodes, there's a lot of don't tell me. I didn't know. You know. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler don't put it alert! On don't. Yeah. So you're not talking to the people about the thing that you're all experiencing.
1: See, that's. I think we've lost that. I mean, yeah. we've obviously lost it. But I mean, that had to be amazing,
0: huh? Yeah. That'd be yeah. incredible. It was an amazing. Well, there was experience. only three networks. Yeah, three networks. This but I mean, by Fox. by the seventies, yeah. TV TV had gotten much bigger. But yeah. still, I mean, there was there was only three networks divvying it up.
2: Right, three networks, and there was, uh, you know, every night uh, there was fifteen minutes of news. That's it. Walter had. And Walter Cronkite <laughs> was a big deal when he went to thirty minutes. Ooh, thirty minutes, Walter Cronkite. Oh yeah. And that's the way we got yeah. our news. No money. You didn't. He was a lost leader. Basically, networks told him well, this is a. Uh, you know, this is, a, this is a public service we're doing for people. We're not going to charge them, whatever. Then all of a sudden, 60 Minutes comes on, and it's a big hit. And it was yeah. a great show, but yeah. it's a big hit and a moneymaker. And so now the networks and the sensibility changes. The main right. news, you can make money off of news, and then the entertainment element
1: yeah. Dude, w- works what, its way into news. Acting and directing, what is your favorite and why? You know, what is good about each one? Because well, you, you do, you get into yeah. a lot of, Pieces that you work on. Yeah, too. the
2: acting is the most fun right. and not the most satisfying because you don't, you know, you're just doing your part. But I like doing it because I got no responsibility right. except to learn my lines and show up and do yeah. what I did. I, years ago, I got a call from uh, Ronnie Howard. He says <laughs> he got his movie, you know. And he says to me, uh, you want to do Ed TV? It's with the McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Oh, wow. I said, okay, I'll do it. And he said, well, let me send you the script, and you'll see if there's something you want to do. I said, no, I don't need to read the script. I said, if it stinks, it's not my fault. It's yeah. your fault. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm just an actor. <laughs> I'm an actor. Yeah, I'm an actor. I'm acting. But as a director, obviously, you have all the responsibility. Yeah. But it's also more satisfying because you're getting to express yourself. It's
1: kind a- of your, your baby, and you put it out there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got to be... There'll be times where it's hurtful when you don't don't sell tickets. And, yeah. And then the big ones where you sell, you know, $100 million worth of tickets, it's like it's got to be kind of an affirmation of well, what you just Well, it is. Did.
2: It is at the time. But, you know, it's everybody. You never know what's going to be a success or not a success. You just do what you think you like and what's interesting to you, and hopefully other people will like it.
1: So i got to ask you about LBJ. Yes, LBJ. It's in the- theaters right now. Yeah. About 600 theaters across the country. It's not a, you know, $100 million. I mean, it's not this fancy. Why did you take it? And give me the reasons why you took this project. Give me the reasons why Woody Harrelson, because I got to be honest with you, he did an amazing job. Yeah. And you believe... He's LBJ. Yeah, and you so, really do. It's I so mean,
2: funny because when people ask me what's your mov- what movie do you have coming, out? I said LBJ. They say, uh, "Who?" And they say, "Who plays LBJ?" I said, "Woody Harrelson." And, go, and they said, "What?" Woody Harrelson? He can't be right. I said, wait do yeah. you see the movie? Where do you see what he did?" The yeah. reason I did it, and it's a great question because I, I, you know, I was of draft age during the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. and the country was really divided. I mean, you know, much like it is yeah. now, yeah. and. Uh, I didn't believe in that war. I didn't think it was right. I didn't think we had a reason to be there. But half the country thought we did, and I was protesting against the war. And I didn't like LLBJ for that reason because Mm -hmm. he could send me, you know, it was a draft in those days, and you could get sent to your death, you know. And so I didn't like it. Uh, but, as I got older, and I spent a lot of time in politics policy, I worked in California government for seven years. I had a job here on early childhood and overseeing mm-hmm. early childhood development. and I I, uh, I I saw how difficult it was to get things done, to yeah. move policy forward to. And, and when I looked at his record, you know, what he had accomplished on a domestic level, ex- second to maybe FDR, yeah. he had there were no greater. Uh, legislative
1: accomplishments than LBJ had. I mean, not only. I was surprised because, I, you know, my parents don't like LBJ. Right. And I watched the movie. Were they
2: against the war?
1: Well, I was born in Germany as my dad got drafted. Right. right. But he came down on Levy two times and somehow he was able to, to keep from going into the jungle and right. Get slaughtered. Right. So. We look back now and we realize, you know, what the hell were we doing there? Right. But he got drafted. I was born there. But, I mean, um, you know, a lot of people, I feel like, you know, LBJ, they wanted him to, to close down that war a lot well, earlier sure. of than course. that. But,
2: of course they did.
1: But when I watched the movie, I realized, you know what? He pushed forward a lot of great things. He did. Can you go go through these things? Yeah. Before he got deeply into
2: Vietnam, before Vietnam really heated up, which was after Kennedy died, and then like early sixty, like 64, 5, 6, 7. By 7 and 8, it was heavily built up. mm -hmm. But before all that, he passed... The, the Civil Rights Act, the Voting mm-hmm. Rights Act, Medicare, Medicaid, Head Start, the Clean Water Act, the Clean Air
0: Act. I mean, all of these things that are... He v- was also for Internet neutrality.
1: Well, like, no, wait, no, no. There was <laughs> no. no Internet yeah. in those days. We didn't have Internet. <laughs> no. We didn't have it. But no, his you accomplishments know, I'm, I'm are kinda, off the You charts. know, I'm from the right, you're from the left. But I mean, looking at, you know, the civil rights things that he got passed... Those are right things to do. Those are amazing things Absolutely. to do. Absolutely, And he paid a heavy, yeah. heavy price. It looks like that. You brought that out, too. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. looked, he had some, some guys that, oh, here's what's South that came he, up
2: on him. Huh? But here's what's interesting. Think yeah. about this. Lincoln was a Republican, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And Lincoln, Emancipation Proclamation, the whole war was fought over slavery. He yeah. eventually came down on the side of, we can't have slavery. That was the right thing, right? Yeah. The Democrats were in the South; were all in favor of slavery. They were all in favor of that. I knew it. And 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 Johnson knew that he was never going to get those Southern Democrats to agree with him on civil rights. And he Mm. and they all turned to Republicans. So Republicans, which was the party of Lincoln, becomes this Mm -hmm. other part. I mean, and then the Democrats shifted to the party of. No slavery. I mean, it's a weird kind of thing. He had to reach across the aisle to Republicans mm-hmm. in in the North, you know, uh, you know, Everett Dirksen and the Northern Republicans, in All order right. to get civil rights passed.
1: Well, I was a, It was an amazing movie. I suggest everybody get out there and, and watch it. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be played in universities, and I think it's going to be played for years to come. I just hope as so. a, I, I think it so. will. I and so. I think Woody. You know, I mean hats off to woody because uh what did what did that take makeup wise to transform him every day well he first of all two hours every day in a a chair for two hours
2: and it was tough on him but what he did during that time he would put uh you know uh, you know earbuds in his ear listening to johnson we had all these tapes and conversations with johnson so he would listen to that And he get into the character, but he's, you'll see, I mean, people see it, it's It's amazing, amazing, amazing amazing movie. Yeah.
1: Thanks. So do you take projects knowing that, Hey, this may not be like, I'm not going to make as much as I would make on something that had more car chases and explosions. Right. Do you take a project like that just, you know, from what's, you know, heavy on your heart or how th- do you grab a project? Well,
2: I think that, I mean, I think what, what, what am I thinking about? What is something I'm interested in? I'm lucky in that I, I had success, you know, earlier on and I had i have had a lot of success and what that allows you to do is say, what do I really, what am I really right. interested in? What do I care about? What am I thinking about? What am I feeling? And then you go, and you do something that is reflective of that. And, you know, if it makes money, fine. If it not, I mean, I'm not going to... Uh, nobody should hold a benefit for me. I mean, I, I'm fine. I, and yeah, how okay. many steaks can you eat at one time? How many shirts can you put on? You know, yeah, exactly. A, yeah.
0: In in your years directing, was there ever a time in a movie where you got inspired or had an idea to change something that was maybe in the script that ended up being really, really good, that was a great instinct? Well, something I, that you
2: just said, you know what, let's do it this way. Okay, well, I've had those things where I doubted certain things. In Stand By Me, you mentioned there's a scene where he tells a story at a campfire about this this kid Lardass Hogan who yeah. you know basically drink, drinks the castor oil and the eggs and basically starts throwing up yeah. At the pie eating contest, <laughs> Got his revenge. and I thought, oh, I don't know, Is that the, <laughs> oh, man. do I really want to do that? Is that the story he would really tell? And then I said, Wait a minute, he's 12 years old. Those are the kind of stories that yeah. other 12 year olds would love. And so we left it in, and it turns out one of the biggest, you know,
1: funniest scenes of the oh, movie. Oh, dude, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now we were talking about politics and everything, and, and you know, this might be kind of tough, but politics and even even uh, Hollywood right now sexual harassment and things like that things that things that are coming up that we never knew about before that's really huge right now what do you think about all that well you
2: know it's interesting um we've seemed to have gotten to a a a you know nexus point here where the floodgates are opening and 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 why i'm not quite sure because i mean you had bill cosby with yeah. You know, all those accusations, and he actually went to trial, which was a young jury. We don't know what's going to happen. Wow. And, but, but, but this discussion that we're all having didn't happen then. But yeah. the Harvey Weinstein thing, for some reason, opened the floodgates. Yeah. And everything is coming out. And they're falling left well, and right. Did you see, yes, but Charlie <laughs> Rose,
1: Charlie Rose, yeah. that's the last guy I would think would be yeah. getting accused. I mean, accused you don't
2: of... know. And so here's the thing: it's, ultimately, it's all good. Because, yes. because we're having this conversation and maybe what it'll do is it'll reorder our culture of what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. Okay, I be mean,
1: honest. Yeah. Have you ever done something like that? Nelson, oh, by, by, Nelson you go
0: first. By today's standard? Oh, absolutely, 100%. Oh, I've got, I've got a pile of garbage a mile wide behind me. Okay, this was back before I met my wife. I used to work for this one company, and there was a lady who worked there up in the front office, and she was rather attractive and rather well-built. Mm-hmm. And I was very flirtatious with her, and one time in front of some other people, I said to her, you've got the nicest ass in the building
2: right by Whoa. today's
0: standards i would have been in trouble for that
1: right i would have been and now did is that the only
0: thing you did i don't, See, think, I don't feeling there's think I more ever, there
1: but i don't know if we should go into because, it out, Rob.
0: <laughs> because uh, the only well, time there was some prison time <laughs> no <laughs> yeah no, but it was oh, i mean but it was a horrible thing yeah. but i mean i was i full-on sexually harassed her but after that i learned to only <laughs> sexually harass myself
2: well, that, well so. and that's
0: okay. Because right. I didn't seem to mind, yeah. and I knew I would never tell on Right, and you can't fire yourself. So let's,
1: let's, just, let's just beat the headlines. Okay. How about you, Rob? Well, th- it's well known,
2: and it's only because uh, Mary Talamore <laughs> did talk about it in her book, and she did mention it on the David Letterman Show, when I was 14 years old. Uh, I just my hormones were raging. She walked around. She was like 25. She had those capri pants. Oh, and oh I <laughs> just you know uh, you know it was like Doctor Strange love. You know. You grabbed I, her. I grabbed her tush. I grabbed okay, pack up this we walk out of here. I'm sorry. This interview is over. We just broke the internet <laughs> on yeah, this one. Yeah. Yeah. So I grabbed her tush, and my and she told on me. And my father calls me oh, into the office. Oh no! And he sits me down. He says, Did you grab Mary Tyler Moore by the ass? And I said, yeah, yeah, I did it, I did it. And he says, don't ever do that again. But he had kind of half of a smile on his face, which, to me, uh, you know, which is a bad, bad message for boys. But the point is, at 14, yes, it's a bad thing, it's wrong, but if continues as an adult and you're doing this to women then that that's not right well like they say
0: like with the harvey weinstein thing that it was like the worst kept secret in hollywood and i'm absolutely not going to put you on the spot but is there somebody out there that you know of that you think if this keeps going that they might come up no names no i don't No. oh good well that's the (laughs) weird
2: thing i mean i live in a certain i mean Harvey, I never knew about Harvey Weinstein. I mean, I knew he was a tough guy to deal with. I mean, filmmakers that have said, "Oh, you don't want to work with Harvey is impossible." That I heard, but I never heard the the yeah. sexual harassment stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't,
1: I don't hang around with people that are doing me, that kind of stuff. You're working on a cool project. We had a good talk about it right now. Will you at least give Discovery a shot at it because? It sounds like a project that might do really well, really well. We'll talk to them. Yeah, okay. absolutely. That's okay. you, Discovery, right? Yeah. Do you own a piece of that? No, I so don't know. You're pushing it. Discovery like like no. you got a piece of it. No, I don't, but that's our home. These guys yeah, yeah, yeah. uh these guys gave uh yeah. you know, I created Gold Rush, they gave me my first shot. Right um and so like you know i just keep keep them in the loop because uh you know that might be a project that they may want to take a bite on okay
0: and we were thinking too just just your look you know you got the beard i got the beard a little bit a little bit of hair missing up with just a little little bit of makeup black out a couple of teeth you could come on board as as rusty or somebody come up there and be a prospector todd could teach you how to run the gear you could come up and be on gold let me ask you yeah how long
2: have (laughs) How long have you had that beard like that?
1: Oh, it's been a few years, and you know, and I got accused of something by a beautiful woman too. I got to confess it. She said that um, that I was overweight, and that she wanted me to cut my beard. That was it. She went easy on you. Yeah, she did. So, <laughs> that was, that uh, so was I, it? yeah, the women. That yeah, that's it. it. That's all it is. I've been married x amount of year, twenty two years, and I I love being married, and I I want right. to keep my wife. And right? your wife doesn't say cut your she beard does okay, no, so she it no she used to but you know once you start doing a tv show as you well know you know it gets into your contract yeah. and now you can't cut your beard <laughs> yeah. or you can't uh, did they you, didn't did say i beard... couldn't lose weight because did that's a health issue are yeah, you saying is. your
0: beard has a sponsor it does
1: <laughs> <laughs> no but it's in a contract so wow that's okay rob this is going to be weird because i'm going to ask you something that probably nobody i hope nobody's ever asked you this before Rob Reiner, will you grab my nugget? Oh,
2: boy. Uh, And this is a question that you ask knowing full well... That we are living in this world of sexual yeah, harassment. Probably
1: not the best time to yeah. ask somebody to grab your nugget, but, but.
2: Oh, that kind of nugget. This nugget. Oh, right yeah. Here. Well, the I've never nuggets. been asked to grab this kind of nugget. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't speak for tell that. Tell
0: them the rules, Nelson. Well, the rules are simple. Now that you've agreed. <laughs> this is real gold, by the way. It yeah. is. Not it is. fool's gold. It's, it's gold. weight. It's real. Uh, now that you've agreed <laughs> to grab Todd's nugget. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> while you're holding the nugget, you have to tell the truth. And you, you have to reveal something about yourself that is unusual, maybe odd, maybe something spectacular you've done. Uh, nothing salacious, uh, okay. but uh, yeah, those are kind something of the rules. Something people th- don't know about you, right? All right. Um, well, the- here's
2: a weird thing. I have saved two kids from drowning. One of them was my brother. Wow. And when he was about two years old. Um, so that's a thing. I was in the house with my brother. I was in the house, and I saw him outside. We had a pool in the backyard, and I was about 16 at the time, and he was pulling on a hose, you know, Mm -hmm. and and he was pulling it back, and he didn't see the pool, and he just fell right into the pool. And I was in the house. I ran from inside the house with all my clothes, just dove in, and he was at the bottom, you know, and I grabbed him and picked him up and put him
0: outside. Oh, you know? that's awesome. Did you ever remind him of this later in every, life? Every and use minute it? of his life. I mean. <laughs> you ever needed help with what something? Was, yeah. I saved your life. What was the second child? Oh, the, was...
2: yeah, he was the second. The first one was my best friend at the time, Eric. We were at the beach, and we were playing ball, you know. We were about four or five years old. We're throwing the ball back and forth, you know. And the ball hits his hand, and it went deeper, and he went to get it, and he just disappeared. Gone and i ran to the you know i said eric wow. eric he's gone i was i don't know and i said but they said where where and they pointed and i all brought the uh, the adults out to take you know
1: wow awesome the to the other one to, i actually heard. to close down the show yes you have my nugget in your hand i do can you give everybody that's going to see this interview some kind of a nugget about your life some maybe an encouragement or maybe some advice on what okay. you've learned through your journey, through your life's journey, that you can give to somebody else, and try
0: to make it more valuable than that nugget. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I give you two two nuggets.
2: One is the things that you do when nobody else is looking, and you're doing a good uh, something for somebody or a good thing. Um, that you don't expect credit for and you don't ask for credit and you just don't do it. Those are the greatest feelings. Those are the best feelings I have. And then the second thing is this. We're living here, right? We're all in this room doing this thing. Do You enjoy... What you do, you yes, like? I do. You do, right? I do. And you enjoy what you do?
0: Yes, I, I don't really do anything. I just, I live off of others. Okay, <laughs> but, do you, but do you enjoy doing that? I'm like a pilot fish in life. I get it. The point, no, I, I love doing radio, and, and I do a lot of voice acting, and yeah. I, I love doing that. Yeah. Because
2: yeah. think about this. We're spending this time doing this. This is our time on the planet. Yeah. And so you got to find a way to enjoy the things that you're doing because that's it. You know, yeah. so it's like, you know, you never saw, you know, that old cliche when a guy on his deathbed, you know, you never heard a man on his deathbed said, I should have spent more time at the office. Exactly. I mean, yeah. whatever it is that you, unless that's the really the thing that you rather do than anything, you know, I would argue maybe not so good, but. But yeah. <laughs> then do the thing that you like to do and find that thing and then just do it. I feel guilty. We should wrap this up and go plant
0: some trees. We should. Where? <laughs> Where <laughs> you want to LBJ,
1: them? you guys go see it in the theaters. It's amazing. Um, it's a great movie, very well done. Woody Harrelson's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for Todd, having us in your office. Do you this want, is awesome. Do you want your nugget back? I would like it back. Okay. Can I have it yes, back? Yes, you can have All it right. back. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. Thanks for having See me. Uh, Unrequited love. <laughs> yeah. See you guys. Thanks.